to the Beats Hub. CD. You heard it through the grapevine. You heard it here first, it's a bame's life Mozzie easy with the knowledge, better take time Man or woman, it don't matter over these sides Black or brown, it don't matter over these sides Conversations always popping over these sides Where's your peace signs? Where's your white wine? Don't stress, don't worry about those deadlines Cause you've heard it through the grapevine You heard it here first, it's a bame's life You heard it through the grapevine You heard it here first, it's a bame's life Hey everyone! We are back. It's the Bane's Life is back with some new episodes, some new guests. It's your host, Mr. Issy. You already know who it is. You know, baddest B in the Southwest. What can I say? Back at it again. And for my very first episode, I am very glad to have somebody who is absolutely amazing and multi-talented to be my co-host for this episode. And I will allow them to introduce themselves because, as always, I can never do my guests any justice. So please take the floor away. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I feel like that that did me a lot more justice than I will um, inevitably do myself. But a short introduction about me is I'm just like an all around creative, um, mainly like acting, dancing, modeling um, and getting into directing a bit. so yeah, all round creative. And then I'm in the activist world a little bit. Um, so I feel like I'm very clued in on lots of different like politi- political topics um, and just taking part in lots of activist stuff and generally just being aware of the world, which is a good thing to do. Um, so it. yeah. Tell the you... people your name. <laughs> oh, sorry. My name is Ose Johnson. Um, I do this often. I, I, I introduce <laughs> myself, but I don't introduce myself. I'm Ose Johnson. Um, yeah, you can find me in Bristol just being um, a person who likes to talk a lot. Uh, no, but I love that because it was through the activist world I feel like we probably connected yeah. and then filtered into everything else. Yeah. Because like you're an all-round creative, I'm an all-round creative and somehow we seem to just mesh and meet in random places all the time. I know, I feel like, especially a lot more recently, I just bump into you all the time everywhere and I'm like, wait, (laughs) I didn't know you you did like this thing as well. Um, So yeah, it's cool. I, I feel like Bristol has that energy of just like, you meet loads of different people from different places doing all different things, but that's a good thing. Yeah, same. I really enjoy it. And like you said, yeah, we have been meeting each other a lot randomly, like at things that we're both doing. We're like, I didn't know that you were doing this as well, which is it's great. And it's good to see that, especially for the Black queer community, it's nice to see that we're being included in certain things that we probably wouldn't have been included in before. Definitely. Um, And I feel like uh, I know with myself and with you, Uh, I feel like we are carving our place in the world a lot more rather than like being allowed to exist in spaces where like I exist and I'm taking up this space whether you like it or not Um, which is a good thing because I feel like we need to we need to do that otherwise what is ever going to change exactly we are carving out our own space um, which is good Um, and I love that about us um as a community as well as individuals so yeah like even even like nationally um as well I know Travis Alabanza is like very big now um so yeah I feel like we as like queer uh black people especially are carving our space and demanding to be and have you noticed that there's more black queer events happening in Bristol now yeah which is incredible I really struggle to go to a straight event, an event that is majority white, like I leave. I'm like, nah, <laughs> not for me. I'm sorry, this is not happening. But queer spaces in Bristol that are happening right now, especially in the black community, is it's the shit. It's it so good. Like the nights out are so good, they're so chilled, the vibes are great, like everybody's just there having fun. It's not complicated. I feel lockdown did something to people more I feel like more people in Bristol are coming out as queer or like acknowledging their queerness now 
as well. Yeah, I think overall, uh, in many different ways, lockdown for lots of people has been a time to reflect and just like look at themselves and and be like, okay, and their lives and be like, okay, what what do I want and what where do I want to be going? Yeah. Um, but at the same time to take a step back and breathe because I feel like life is constantly like go 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 I need to work like a million hours a week just to be able to survive um so yeah I feel like that time has given people the the breathing space to be able to explore themselves yes Um, and and that is definitely something that I've noticed that is that like people are feeling freer in like just exploring the world and their identities in new ways um which is great yeah I completely agree it's really good to see and like I don't know what what it is about my face so I work in a nightclub sometimes and of people like people who work there people who just come in and they're drunk and waved are like obviously I feel like I do visibly look like I'm not straight and people just come up and like somehow we get into the topic of queerness and they're like I had this one experience with this girl or this person who you know isn't doesn't identify as male or female or is non-binary or transgender or something and it's completely changed my perspective and it's mainly black people that are coming up to me having these conversations and like they're talking about how they're now exploring that queerness and wanting to talk more about it and like yeah yeah, it was really weird because, like I said to you, I went to Yam Carnival, and like that was yeah. in London. Okay, I, I've never lived in London. I have family that lived there. I'm not from London whatsoever. And like, as soon as I walked in, I was actually on the train. It was so funny because I didn't know how to get into Clapham, um, the park. Like I knew where I was going, but I didn't know what entrance or whatever to get in. Yeah, yeah so like I was on the tube. And no joke, it was just all melanated people. And like, normally I'm really quiet. And I just said, is everyone here going Yam Carnival? And everybody was like, yes. But like, (laughs) nobody knew how to get in apart from this one uncle. Uncle, African uncle was like, I know how to get in. Follow me, follow the leader. (laughs) (laughs) So like, a hundred people get off the tube at Catherine Common and we're all just following this one uncle down the street it was so funny <laughs> it was like look at me look yes at me. i am the captain now <laughs> yes and like as we were going i was talking to this girl that i met on the tube we were just chatting like she'd been out last the night before and then she was going yeah i'm kind of or whatever and then she was just like i feel like i know you from somewhere and usually when people when people say that to me in bristol i can get it because i'm all over the place in bristol yeah but like outside of that, I forget that people outside of that even like listen to the podcast or follow me on any social media. And she was like, do you do something on social media? And I was like, well, I've got podcasts. And she was like, oh my God, you're my city from It's a Bane's Life. And she's like, I follow you. Like I listen to your podcast and all this like that. And it was really nice. And she was like, since I started listening to your podcast, I've, I'm reconsidering. Not because like, you know, but let's be real. Melanated women are beautiful. Like, yes. hello. Mm-hmm. They're just the be all and end all. Anybody who wants to come and fight me on that statement, come and fight me because that's the hill I'm going to die on. That's <laughs> how it is. It's I mean, that's a fair, fair hill to die on. <laughs> exactly. And she was like, yeah, like I've just been experiencing loads of different interactions with people and going to different spaces since like people have been opening up and like, feel like I'm now exploring that side of me that I kind of repress due to like you know personal beliefs and like what you're raised as in a family you know to believe is the right way to be and all this kind of stuff and it was really nice and somehow in that moment it kind of just validated the things that like me and you are doing in the community like people are recognizing even when we don't think they're recognizing yeah. and it's having a profound effect so like for as long as that lives I will continue to do what I'm doing but do you ever get things like that that's incredible um I every now and then I do get uh the odd thing like that and is is really weird for me because um I feel like more often than not 
um, I can be seen as quite uh, passing in the like heteronormative world. <clears throat> so for lots of people, when they see me, I'm just like a black man. There, mm. there is this whole other side that like people don't often get to, I say get to see, but like they don't often uh, witness. Um, but then especially more recently like because I like dye my hair and paint my nails and stuff um mm. some people have that uh feeling and they're like oh like um I it's kind of weird that you're more out there especially because I'm so like quite masculine like mm. having painted nails and stuff I feel like um people often see that as like oh I feel like I can I can do that now because you're like this really masculine person but you're like flamboyant or feminine at the same time yeah. and you're like free and open in that way um especially because I like some I often work with kids as well and younger people should I say um they, they they're like why are your nails painted and I'm like oh just because like I I like it it matches my hair or something um yeah. and they'll be like oh that that's weird like I've never thought I could do that um but like just being around that has given them that mindset of like, maybe I can be like that as well, which yeah. to me is just like, yeah, definitely it validates the, just me being myself in open, in like in the world rather than like hiding to some extent. Yeah. Do you know what? I completely agree with you on that. Cause you know, I've been running a holiday club where a, a friend of mine and we've had kids as well. And like, it's been really interesting and like, I love working with young people. That's what I do, like outside of everything. I work with young people and um, it's been interesting because in the last year, I've decided to leave my facial hair to grow. Yeah. Like leave all hair to grow. So there was one day I was out doing jumping jacks, hairy armpits, some kid asked me, why is your armpit hairy? I was like, because I don't like to shave. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah. And they were like, okay, cool. Like that's, that's cool like, and it's really nice to see because they ask a question and then they're just like and then you give them an honest answer and they're like okay cool like yeah move on from that yeah. and like we've had conversations with 10 and 11 year olds who you know they ask about your relationship status because they're interested in that and you know you tell them I don't actually always date men like I they I'm queer or you know yeah. and like explaining my pronouns to them and saying that my pronouns are actually they them not she her or he him yeah. or anything like that and yeah. they're like okay and explaining those different terms to them and it's like this thing of where people think there's some sort of gay agenda to make everybody gay like that's not what it is it's just literally creating awareness through conversation and if a yeah. five-year-old can understand it i'm sorry but why why are you a grown-ass five year old that's been on this planet for 65 years why are you not understanding like and the thing is they don't ask like oh why did you decide to do that like once you explain like this is what it is this is who I am and that's just how that's how I like to present myself they're like yeah. cool and like it's that mentality that I see that is starting to kind of flow into the older generation a little bit in Bristol in particular where they are now just open to even having the conversation with before I felt like that was very closed off and like you said you know if you're if you're a man and you're kind of masculine presenting them you're just automatically you know they just presume that you're they straight just, yeah <laughs> well it's like and I get that as well a lot like when I'm feeling my feminine energy and I'm wearing like a dress people just automatically assume that I'm straight or like or that somehow my pronouns have now reverted back to she, her. I'm like, no, I possess femininity and yeah. masculinity and everything else in between. And that's actually not how you look. It's an energy. Yeah. Like it, some days I just want to feel slightly more feminine. Some days I want to be a bit more masculine. It's all exactly just like going with the flow is how I like to say, but I just don't like to be in a little box all of the time. Exactly. I like to just bounce around, you know? <laughs> Same. Do you know what? There is no box big enough for me. It's what I tell people. There's no box. There's no closet. It's just not big enough for me. <laughs> like I'm a wide person. So yeah, you just need to leave me out in the air to be doing my thing and mind your business. 
Uh, you're you're a bigger flame than most people can handle. It, it's <laughs> it's not that yeah, you're a star, and I don't think people can handle that. Um, and definitely no box can handle that, which is good. Oh, thank you. I mean, I didn't want to say it myself, but now that you mention it, I am a bit of a star like you, you know? are. <laughs> I'm joking, but so are you, and it's it's great, and it's like. It's really nice when, like, when we meet or whatever, or when we're passing through, and people are like, oh my god, you know, Ose, and um, they're like, that's amazing, and like, and you have that as well. Like, loads of people really recognize you and recognize what it is that you do as well. See, I obviously because we all live in our own little bubbles. I often um, go about my life just not realizing that people know who I am because of the stuff that I've done and then like uh, especially like because of the the like um more activist stuff in the last year like certain people will come up to me and be like oh I saw you on here or I saw you doing this like on BBC on a uh, documentary about BLM and I'm like oh like that's cool like I didn't even know that existed but great um (laughs) go and do more learning because that's the key so (laughs) I feel like most most of what um like that attention I tried to redirect into like go and do more learning like read this book or uh like watch this video or something this great documentary same I'm like I really appreciate that you love what I do and that you follow me and all that kind of stuff um but I need you to do more work because we're just starting (laughs) we're just starting this is it's not over babes I know they're coming out of lockdown (laughs) And everything's opening up, but yeah, like things still exist, like homophobia, transphobia, you know, racism, all that yep. still exists. And black fair people are always at the center of that because we're getting it from all angles and not just everywhere. from non-black people or non-black and brown people. We're getting it from everywhere. So yeah. I really appreciate if if you support with your pocket, like put your money <laughs> where your mouth is. And also yep. actually go and talk to your family then because me, I'm tired. I'm mm-hmm. actually resting right now and you're disturbing me in the park. <laughs> the, the, this is the thing that I, um, <clears throat> I say to people a lot is like, have conversations with the people closest to you because we, we often like to think of like ourselves and our family and our friends as not being problematic. And mm. I'm like, if, if you actually looked at it objectively, there's definitely things that like some people in your life say that others would be like no that's more than problematic that's like straight up racist or transphobic or homophobic like that should be addressed but I just feel like people aren't willing to to have that friction in their relationships yes which is kind of shutting down now more people are having that conversation and probably realizing that like I think before like you said people don't people want to believe that they don't have problematic people in their family or you know it's their age you know they're just from a different generation no but they've been living through all these generations so you actually what are you doing like yeah (laughs) like (laughs) if I was alive like 60 years ago I'm sure I would have been more radicalized than I am now but what do I know exactly Thank you. I mean, we're just saying, but you know, facts are facts. <laughs> but um, talk to me about how you became an all-round creative. Then. Where did that come from? Has that always been a thing, or did you transition from somewhere else? Um, <laughs> my life is interesting. My path has been interesting. I've definitely always um been interested in and had a desire to follow uh, a creative path so when I was younger I think I was like 10 or 11 um I performed in a recreation of Stephen Lawrence's murder um and I received a Princess Diana award for that um so this was like quite a long time ago like a good like 10 that yeah over 10 years ago like 13 years years ago um and then I sort of like 
on and off was doing stuff here and there and then I got back into it properly I want to say like 2018 2019 mm-hmm. um so the last sort of two three years I've been like properly trying to like re-engage myself in the acting world because that is uh my main um interest in creativity acting and dancing they are like mm-hmm. my two biggest loves um so I that was where I was like okay this is where I start making headway and this is where I um, build from and I sort of got involved with Bristol Old Vic um, in their young company and that re-engaged me in just the world and getting my mind working in that way Uh, but from there I just was like okay what else can I do outside of this Um, so in 2019 just before the pandemic I was doing a show at the Bristol Old Vic alongside doing a show at the Colston Hall called The Edge with um, Creative Youth Network and I was filming for um, a short film which is now on BBC iPlayer called To My Younger Self Um, that was directed by Owen Assels he's an incredible director Um, so yeah go check that out if you have the time it's only about four minutes long so everybody should have I hope you have four minutes Um, (laughs) if you um, don't you need to question yourself because what are you doing yeah what what are you doing why do you not have four minutes to just sit and enjoy something take a break exactly (laughs) um and then at the same time I was also working on like another performance in London so I was like quite busy that like that was the moment I stood back and was like I've been working for like the last two years and I'm finally getting to a place where I feel like I'm carving my little space out. Um, And from there, I've just, obviously 2020 was difficult for everybody, especially in the creative industries. Most of us didn't work for the entire year. Um, Quite luckily though, I, in that time, I um, did a course at Bristol Old Vic called Made in Bristol. um, So that allowed me to stay engaged in the creative Mm. stuff um and out of that it taught me that uh I want to direct um not because I want to be in charge but because I don't want to be led badly um Mm. and I was like from that realization I was like yeah it like I completely understand um why we as both like black people but also as queer people need more uh like control over our own lives and the ability to just do whatever we want um and tell our story and tell our story and just be seen and heard in the way that we decide and not how other people decide for us which is often what I feel like people think they can do for us um they're like oh no you're not allowed to say this in that way as a black person or you can't tell this story as a as a queer person because you have an agenda and I'm like I I just want to tell my story just let me be me in it like I don't I I don't care if like there's one person in the theater and that's me as long as as long as I'm enjoying myself and I know my story is my story like why does anyone else care that's how I see it anyway Exactly. No, that's amazing. And I completely resonate with that as well. Because like, yeah, you know, I would call myself an all-round creative as well. And for many years, I worked in many other industries apart from the creative industry. Um, or like just doing things kind of here and there, not really. Yeah, I'm being directed badly. And then feeling like, yeah. oh my God, why would did I even take part in that in the first place? Because I just look like a weirdo. Um, and like you say, you know, becoming a director, that is now something that, you know, I've now got a, a plan for a play that I want to do and direct and starting to find yes. the people. So I know that we're going to come together anyway again. And do that. it's just how it is, me and you. We keep yeah. doing stuff together anyways, which is great. And like, yeah, I'm just really tired of hearing my story as a black queer person being told from the lens of the heteronormative, heteronormative, I don't know where we got that idea from, <laughs> but you know, for all intensive purposes, let's use that word, heteronormative world, that really doesn't actually encompass the surface level of what it is that I am as a queer person or what yeah. it is that my fellow queer people are or where it is yeah. that we come from and why we're so passionate to tell our story 
So I love that. And I feel like Bristol is giving space to that now, um, where we can do more of that. And, you know, let's not, let's not lie. They are throwing money at Black people. So if you are creative, <laughs> do it because it's a guilty conscience. And me, I don't mind. Yeah, I need to it, get paid to do what it is that I would love to do. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel exactly in the same way. Like, uh, if they're offering to, like, if there's, like, um, funding grants and stuff, like, ha- I'm happy for it to be given to organisations and people doing creative stuff with or for Black people because there's not enough of that and there never has been. And people yeah. have just been like, we don't need to do that. Um, so yeah definitely like regardless of their own uh, negative like and guilty mindsets behind it as long as the outcome is good I'm fine with that yeah same we may as well because when we keep doing it they recognize the real importance of it and that way it no longer becomes a thing of or out of guilt they are now offering this amount we will just be seen as other people who are also applying for a grant, who are doing their thing in the creative arts industry, you know? Like, it's taken, like you said, Travis Alabanza this long to get this big, but they've been amazing. They've been around for so long doing their thing. But it's so nice to see that we are, as Black people, starting to get recognised for the talents. And let's not lie, Black people, we're talented. We are creative we done created almost everything <laughs> literally 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 all, all the culture created. is ours <laughs> the music is ours i mean the dancing I was at, is yam, ours. at yam carnival there was this person playing house music come and see how black people were in there dancing like it was amazing like we created that that's yeah. our music like so if anybody, again, wants to come and fight me for that statement, that is yet another hill that I choose to die on. So yeah, you come I'm with right your receipts with you. and I will come with mine and we'll see because, yeah, you can't tell me what my people created because I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for real. Like, they, like TikTok um, is a yeah. prime example of this. Like, the largest, uh, and I use that, like, loosely, TikTokers are, like, mostly predominantly white. And yeah. most of what they do comes from smaller black creatives on the platform. And I'm like, yep. oh, even down to like the sounds that they're using, they're using clearly sounds from black creators and just mining that they're saying the same thing or like yeah. recreating it. I'm like, at least credit this person or I don't know, just like share the video. Like exactly. you don't have to recreate, just just share the video. I, mean, like, I love this video. This is funny. Yeah, exactly. Just don't lie you know hashtag them in your bio or whatever it is that you're doing and you know when you say about tiktok that's really um interesting because a couple of months ago when megan the stallion released another song all the black influencers on tiktok decided that they weren't going to do a music video to it they weren't going to do a tiktok video and then you see all these white people who, who have clearly gotten their followers from stealing from black people are trying to do a dance they don't even know like they're yeah. trying to create something to a song and they don't know what to do and it's, it was cringe to see it it was the, it was the same old moves that have been used for like the other million dances and they're just trying exactly. to make it fit exactly and yeah. I think it really shone a light on what it is that black people are capable of doing and when we stand together as a unified force and say yeah you know what we're not actually taking this anymore people don't have to change their minds they're gonna have to it's coming up in your face like we're not here anymore to just be in the background and hopefully one day we get recognized we're standing loud and proud in our truth of what it is that we are exactly as we always should have been and doing that but like yeah, like you were talking about Twitch before we started recording. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Twitch. Um, I watch lots of Twitch. And funnily enough, I was added, this was going to be the next thing that I bring up um, mm. in relation to what you were just saying. I think uh, I can't remember what day specifically, but lots of Black creators on the platform of Twitch um, have decided to take a day off of streaming because Mm. they are constantly being 
on uh, try and explain without jargon terms or mm. without terms that are specific like platform specific um yeah. they're constantly Before we being... do that can you just explain to people what twitch is in case they don't yeah um so twitch is a streaming platform where people can just basically um go on there go live and talk to however many people decide to tune in at that moment in time um often people tend to play games on there but uh one of the main people that i view on there he's a political streamer so Mm -hmm. you have people from like right from like the uh work and political end up to I'm just here to play games and have fun and talk mm. about Marvel films or some like dumb <laughs> stuff that nobody cares about. Like obviously some people care about it, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's not affecting anybody's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping anybody or hurting anybody, really. So exactly. um so so yeah, I is it's a platform where you can just go and be yourself and people can watch you just doing stuff, but also donate and stuff. Um so there's lots of technical things behind it and jargon but that's like the simplest way to describe it um but yeah like lots of the black creators on the platform have basically been getting um lots of racist uh raids which is like just essentially like um someone will send a like make a computer system um and then send it to basically go and spam um their chat with loads of racist messages or homophobic messages so they're like yeah we don't want to experience this anymore twitch needs to do something about it um because this is just unacceptable obviously twitch has tried doing things about it in the past such as banning words like the n-word or other Mm. things um but i think I think one of the the best things i heard about it um was that twitch has tools to combat this they're just not really good at telling people about the tools yeah. which is difficult because if you have like a, a thousand viewers on um on twitch you don't have like a dedicated twitch staff member to talk to which then means all of the smaller black creatives who aren't on their home page who aren't getting like all of this promotion from the company don't mm. also have that support so they're like yeah we need to take a day off because we need to protest and this came up on like some of the biggest streamers um on on the platform they were like yeah i will take that day off with them in solidarity with them because we have to like recognize that they are part of this platform and they aren't being given the same level of support as other people which is good to me um so i i feel like we we definitely are standing up and doing what we should have always been doing, which is telling people I'm here and I refuse to not be heard. Either you hear me or we tear everything down. Exactly. And you know what? I say this with like, with the greatest amount of pleasure and the fullest amount of disrespect to every non-black and brown person out there. When we come together as a community to shut shit down, it will shut down. Don't play with us. That oh, well. we actually have power. So, you know, Twitch, like I'll try and get a link to Twitch for people to have um, on the podcast when this goes out. So if you can send me a link or anything, that would be great. I will. Um, so people can be there to support as well, and I'll be there to support for sure. But yeah, so like it's time for people to know that we're not here to play games. Like you can't treat us like this. And you know, Twitch is very different from Instagram, definitely. Yeah. But I've had the exact same issue. Like when I first started out my podcast, my Instagram page, both my Instagram page were shadow banned for months where basically they just won't turn up on anybody's newsfeed purely because I was a black queer creative. Yeah. Whereas people who are white and queer and doing the exact same thing, they're popping up on my news. They're popping up on my news. And I'm not following you. Like, what are you doing on my newsfeed? Blasted everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. It took um... months for me to, to be able to get over that, to like, work in a way where I could overcome that and it's no longer shadow ban but it still takes ages for 
for people to find my page like purely because of that and like why are you doing that to me like I I'm not harming anyone I'm talking my truth and all these other people are talking their truth I'm not saying that white people need to be shadow banned but what I am saying is we all need to be respected for the creativity that we're doing and the art that we actually put out there for the simple fact that I've seen like Nazi pages, like literal Nazi Literally. pages on like Instagram and TikTok and Facebook, and it is black people who are getting shadow banned for saying things like "I'm a black person and I'm yes. proud" or what, like whatever tiny irrelevant thing it is. Like it, it's just nothing in comparison to the real damage that like being a Nazi on the internet does to people especially spreading those ideas exactly i think it's something like over 70 to 80 percent of most school shooters in or like most uh like mass shooters in america have been nazis or affiliated to some uh, white nationalist group which to me then allowing that on social media is just so dangerous um and it just breeds a, a it's like a breeding ground for like negative and bad people to to come out of that go into the world and do horrific shit literally it's mad it's it's insanity what what you know people who are controlling these these pages and these websites and these platforms can do to us and yeah i do agree and we just need to continue standing together in order for us to combat this. And I think every time we do that, we tend to come back stronger. I've seen it happen on Twitter many times. I've seen it happen on Instagram where other people will then just be like, well, I'm just gonna post this person on my page now. Yeah. I'm gonna use my privilege because you're actually just being, and, and see, and now what? Are you gonna yeah. try, you can't shadow ban them because you don't want to. Yeah. And this is where we talk about privilege as well. Like use your privilege definitely yes definitely. it's hard to understand that you have privilege but you if you use your privilege for good we don't have a problem with you don't just tell me yes i understand that i have privilege i don't know what to do you're not an idiot you're a grown <laughs> yeah. adult who's able to function <laughs> and use your think privilege. for yourself <laughs> exactly yeah. you don't got this far so carry on yeah yeah, that's one of the interesting things to me. Um, I've seen two two mindsets with this uh, type of thinking, um, or like with the issue around Twitch. So one of the people I watch on there, Hassan Piker or Hassan Abi, um, is his channel name. He's like talked about the issue and uh, platformed one of the main uh, people behind behind the day off of Twitch. Um, whereas like I've seen other big people who have said nothing about it other than I'm not taking part in it because I need to earn money um and I'm like uh I I don't like there's definitely a right way to approach this situation and I don't think you at least the person who doesn't want to talk about it is taking the right approach at least like platforming someone who is going to talk about why they're doing it even if it's just like a five minute conversation, that's better than like nothing. Um, so, so yeah, I, I feel like just, yeah, definitely use that, that privilege you have been given, even if it's not something that like you feel like you have just acknowledged that it could be there. There's, yeah. there's definitely a new generation of people who are slightly different, such as Stormzy and Dave and a few others um, on the scene stuff. Like, I feel like, at least for me, the reason I do what I do isn't just so I can get successful. It's so I can then go back to my community and say, we came up together. It's us exactly. that came up. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, when we do it together, it has more longevity anyway. You as one person cannot continue to ride the wave because at some point we're gonna, we're gonna get tired, yeah. And we're gonna do our own thing, and then you may not necessarily lose those followers, but the businesses are gonna be there anymore. Yeah. Like, and you are still like at the hands or at the mercy almost of white people. 
to validate yeah. who you are when the whole reason you even got to that place is because black people will validate you and supporting you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, problematic, and I feel like more of more and more, especially with younger generations, we are bo- like because of social media, which is the good side of social media. We yeah. have we have more access to be around each other, even if it's digitally, and experience each other and support each other, and just be like, yeah, even if I'm not there with you physically, I'm with you, and I feel like that that has allowed people to think and feel differently about each other. Um, so I, I often just see like, I troll around the internet a lot. Um, so I often just see like, I wanna say younger, like younger than me, cause I'm 25. So like the, the okay, next generation, like, I think they're know, called I'm, Zoomers. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm young, I'm older than you, so yeah, but keep going, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm so young. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still young, but but there's a whole younger generation who are like yeah. born into social media. Um and I, I feel like I often see them just like, oh, like, no, like being black isn't just about this. You need to also be able to like support all black people, regardless of like yeah. other parts of their identity or this or that, and just like going off on socialism as well. I often see them going off on socialism. And I'm like definitely better than capitalism exactly exactly (laughs) at at least we're making progress somewhere exactly and i'm i'm so okay i don't have time for anybody that's moving mad i don't have time for problematic elders i don't have time for problematic heterosexual cisgendered men please mind your business like leave me alone just get out of my dms talk about heterosexual men either (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole nother issue um like you know how at least for me I I often see videos on the internet of like um white passing mixed people who are like oh what's some of the like craziest thing you've heard when around white people and I'm like I get that but around like het cis men they they will say the wildest things and I'm like honestly (laughs) it is sus you're sus (laughs) at the very (laughs) least like I was like yam carnival yeah and like I said to you before we started recording, it definitely felt like more people were coming into their queerness, like more people were kind of open to seeing what was going on and just being more playful with themselves. And literally you could see cishet men just st- standing there. Like I was dancing with a group of friends. We're dancing, we're having a good time. Everyone's doing their thing. He comes and tries to dance behind me. I'm like, move like like a fly, like like a blue <laughs> shoe. Don't touch Get me. Get away. Yeah. yeah. And he comes to the front of me. He's like talking to me, like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know you. Hand up to the like, don't talk to me. I'm having a good time right here. Like, I don't know why you're coming to disrupt this. And he's like, oh my god, like that. Yeah, you're not even gonna look at me. For what? bro (laughs) for what what am I looking at you for yeah for real does it not look like I'm having a good time why do you feel (sighs) the need to try and like you know what is that dry hump me on the dance floor like leave me alone and then it's the fact that they take it so personally when you decide I'm just here having a good time with my friends that I'm not interested or they try and talk to you and you're like I'm actually not that way inclined or I just like no like consent can we just agree that I don't want to do this right now and they're like oh you're not even buff anyway so that's so, a lie why, why were you, you come over to me thank you you're obviously <laughs> lying because I am I don't need you to validate me anyway because I know I am but yeah you're obviously lying to yourself and your boy who are now laughing at you because you look like an idiot but yet every single one of them are going to go and do the same thing like so many interactions when I was like waiting for drinks or waiting for food that I could see that was like yeah I felt sorry for heterosexual cisgendered women because they were just getting because the rest of us were like we're not here for you we're actually not like that girl over there is who I'm gonna dance next to like that's what's gonna happen you're actually irrelevant 
So they were just going for anything and trying to grab anything and like cutting into conversations when people were talking and just saying the wildest of things like, or oh, I can take the two of you on. What? Where are you taking me on to what? <laughs> How? I don't know you. And now you're telling me oh, that you're going to take me plus this other person that you also don't know to where? Yeah. Where are we going? <laughs> I, I feel, um, I honestly do feel like sometimes I have moments of weakness and I feel really bad for these people because I'm like, there, there's definitely some emotional trauma yes. that you, you have that needs to be addressed. <laughs> but I, and I know most of my friends- I'm not your therapist. Not, yeah, yeah, we're not the person to be asking for that. You can't just like- approach that and put that on people just in the world you need to go home and deal with that in your own personal time on your own yeah, yeah it's, it's um it's, it's very problematic it is it is and you know that's not to say that I don't know cis het men, men that are great because we have mutual friends that are cis het and yeah. they're absolutely amazing human beings and I'm yeah, just definitely. like well if this person gets it well what's wrong with the rest of you it's not that I, difficult. And definitely, uh, to some extent, I feel like, at least for most of us, most of our traumas come from our parents. So yes. that, that's a whole nother, a whole nother podcast episode that yes. we can get into another time. Um, but just for today, I, I feel like for most people, it's, it's just like a, an internal suffering that they they can't reconcile within themselves because they feel like they need to do that with another person because yeah. the issues come from another person so I, I just feel like not that I'm a therapist or trained doctor or anything but I just feel like there is um, an unwillingness to engage in conversations about that because they can't do that with their parents because we have to respect our parents like in the black community there's such a huge emphasis put on respecting elders so yeah I just feel like nobody's ready to have that conversation yet Do but you know what? that you is say the that conversation not, I think yeah you say that people are not ready to have that conversation I don't think that is necessarily the case I think people don't know where to go with it I think people are there's definitely this thing of having to try and respect our so-called elders let me just explain one thing to you people if you are from africa you, you don't just become an elder because you're old that's not how it works so all these <laughs> elders that are roaming the streets with bottles of cellar and doing nothing for the community they're not elders they're not elders that's not how it works me as an african person as a proud nigerian i will not treat you like an elder if you are moving like a like a cripple <laughs> If you're moving mad, I'm going to treat you like a mad person. It's just that yeah. simple. And you yeah. know what? Since I've started doing that, I feel like conversations are opening up more and more people are starting to see that because they see me interact. And I'm, I am a very respectful person and 100% I respect the people that need to be respected. But at the same time, and don't get me wrong, I have my family traumas, but I made sure of it that it wasn't going to happen again. And I told people, respect is a two-way street. Respect me and I will give you the utmost respect. Don't respect me. I will disrespect you so badly you will reconsider what you're doing here because I don't have time for you anymore. I'm, not, I'm no longer going to hold that trauma of my, what my parents and their parents and all this intergenerational trauma that happens to us is is going on and I think that's maybe why people come to me and have a conversation about me a conversation with me about you know them opening up themselves to that and disregarding a lot of things that's going on but I do think the conversation can be had with the people just it's not that we need to be forced into listening we just need to continue doing the absolute most and I will yeah. continue to do the absolute most as a black person in front of you all day, every day. Like my mom at this point is not even talking to me about queerness anymore. She she knows better than to make homophobic slurs because I will call you out on it at the family dinner table. I don't have time yeah. for it. <laughs> what made you say this when I was enjoying rice and stew? 
I'm chilling trying to eat yeah. some good food. Just allow it in it. <laughs> like, what's your problem? Yeah, I had to I had to have this this uh two-way like respect is a two-way thing conversation with my mom the other day in that like don't uh, like randomly just don't come to my house and talk about things that you know we aren't gonna have a calm conversation about because exactly. I feel like I like my life should be peaceful and I should yes. be allowed to be peaceful be living a peaceful life on my own if necessary <laughs> but like yeah just at least um understand that other people might have different boundaries even if yeah. you did give birth to them just just know that people change in it and you've exactly. got to respect people's boundaries exactly and yeah that's definitely something I've done with my family like right now the rule is three to five working days notice if you want to come and visit and <laughs> I as the owner of my property can decide up to one second before you're meant to turn up that I don't want to see you because you're moving mad <laughs> <laughs> and there is absolutely nothing that you can do about it. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie, my family do respect it. They res- because That's they good. have they've tried it before where they've just turned up and I'm literally in the house and they're like, I can see you in the window while you know open the door. Because you didn't tell me you were coming. I'm busy. Just what are you doing? None like of anything. your business. Yeah. Now you're outside in the cold. That's sad, isn't it? that's on you and it you decided to walk up out your house without ringing me first exactly and it is yeah. it is that conversation about boundaries and like as somebody who's also a self-love coach like boundaries is something that I love to talk about with people and setting boundaries with your family does not mean that you're disrespecting anybody it literally just means so. that you are setting the precedent for what it is that you want to have a peaceful life yeah, and how, how you, you want to be treated exactly and that is absolutely fine because your parents expect you to respect them under their roof so now that i am in my roof my roof that i pay bills yep. for no you yep. can't come and tap and be doing madness madness all over my house when i'm trying to eat yam and yeah. rice and you're just doing mad 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 i'm just yeah that like that's the worst part about it is because like you are just chilling doing your thing like watching tv or just trying to have a a, like chill on after work or whatever and someone will try to infiltrate your space (laughs) and bug you and I'm just like I like I I must admit I'm not as strict as you like I if you ring me an hour before you're gonna come I'm okay with that but three to five working days notice sounds good. <laughs> no, I had to put that in place because people were turning up at all hours of the time. And I'm not somebody who enjoyed being in the presence of people for very long periods of time. And I quite yeah. enjoy my own space. And that's something that I've learned on my self-love journey, that that is what I like to do. And actually, yeah. I don't spend a lot of time at home, funny enough. I'm usually out you know in the woods or doing something so you can't just turn up unannounced in my house because now me, me I need to rush from my peaceful meditation in the woods to come, to come and open the door and then you're gonna say something homophobic in my house nah it can't run on I'm top of the your... yeah on top of the my mom's always like oh why haven't you got no tea bags and then to try yeah. and say some homophobic shit I'm like I don't drink tea it's either coffee or nothing. You get water or coffee. That's it. Do you know the amount of times my mom's? Do you know the amount of times my mom has asked me why I don't have bottled water in my house? Huh? When I have a tap that it has filtered See it water. There? See it there? <laughs> like no, nah. but yeah, with you know the topic of boundaries and setting boundaries with family members and especially parents is definitely something that we need to come back to definitely and I would love to get a bigger panel to talk about this like I've, I've got people in my mind who I think this could be a really great conversation and that's going to happen definitely. but I want to ask the people who are listening before we end this like what boundaries are you trying to set what boundaries have you set and how is it going for you and who are you setting those boundaries with or if you haven't thought about it, now that that conversation is out in the air, what's your thoughts on it? Like, what's your thoughts? You know, you already know where to follow me. It's a famous life on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, 
I've locked myself out of Twitter. I don't know how, but I'm sure I'll find my <laughs> way back in. <laughs> but, Social you know, use media. the hashtag. Oh, my God. My brain is like, I don't know. I've, I've definitely got, like, pregnancy brain where you just forget everything, but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> I've always had that, so I don't know what's happening. This brain just filters everything. Anything that's nonsense just goes. It doesn't even have room <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah. I um the the I feel like the older I get, the more I'm just blocking out the world and forgetting yes. things like on purpose. I'm just yeah. like I don't need this information anymore. <laughs> Go away. Same, Great. same. I'm doing that. But um probably isn't is a good more... thing. No, I think it's a great thing. We do, you know what? The body knows exactly what it needs to do. And the more we listen to our bodies, our minds, our brains, our spirits, the better it is for us. So I definitely, yeah. if that's what you're doing, that's what your body is saying that it needs in order to just be at peace. So that's yeah. absolutely fine. But before we end, I just want to ask you, like, firstly, what's one piece of advice you would say to creatives coming out at the moment that especially in the black queer scene um for anybody who doesn't know as well like BAME on it's a brain's life podcast does not stand for what it normally stands for it stands for black and melanated empires so if you're wondering why we're just talking about black people because that's what this is for again if that's a problem don't even come to me because it's not gonna work <laughs> yeah don't this even. isn't the space for that <laughs> yeah don't even <laughs> Because I don't have time for you. It's not going to happen. <laughs> that DM will not be open. So just... <laughs> delete and block. <laughs> the, so way I love, the way I love to delete and block, I actually think it's an obsession. <laughs> it's an obsession for me. You know, and I'm okay in, um, in Britain, there's that saying, I will do it faster than you can say supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's me. I'm literally like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious done yeah like so yeah. quick same same move mad once and that's it gone <laughs> i would just look at you like wow so you're really gonna do this cool this is the last this time is the see. situation okay yeah i see you i see yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i'm no longer am i seeing you <laughs> yes exactly and no longer shall you see me as well let's yeah let's, you know everybody keep it moving stay in your lane <laughs> but yeah what's the one thing you would say to creatives coming out now in the black queer space especially outside of London because I think it's really important to stress and one of the reasons I started this podcast was to emphasize that there are black queer people especially but also there are black queer people and black queer events and things happening outside of London we don't all need to run to London like London is not that big is, How am I going to Yam Carnival and I knew 50% of the people there? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting question. I would say my advice for creatives coming out and just exploring the world um, would be... Um, don't restrict yourself don't let other people restrict to you like if there's an opportunity that you don't think you have the the prior experience or um expertise for just give it a go um some of the my best and most fun experiences in the creative industries um has been just me giving it a go and seeing what I can do and realizing actually I'm quite good at this I want to do this again um so yeah just just don't restrict yourself and don't let yourself be restricted always try new things because that is how we learn and we grow yeah fantastic that, thank that you so advice. much for that that's beautiful and just one quote from yourself a quote Ooh. that you like to live by or a quote that is yours trademarked Jose Johnson says (laughs) (laughs) um um oh god I've put you on the spot 
you really have I have I'm sure I have no no if I I know I have loads of quotes written down in books and notebooks and on my phone all over the place but my mind's just blanking differently <laughs> it's all right um give me a second um Whilst you're thinking um, about that, I'm just going to let people know um, where to find me and all that kind of stuff that you can think about that. So um, this is obviously the new episode of the new relaunch to It's a Bane's Life. There's a new logo. Everything is new, but the vibes are the same. The conversation is, you know, it's kind of the same. It's not always the same, but we are celebrating Black queerness from now on. I'm... You know, we can talk about the issues all day long, but we need to celebrate ourselves. We're doing the work, people. So let's, let's give ourselves that pat on the back. Let's enjoy the wave that we're riding on and keep doing the work and keep staying united. Like I already said, you know where to find me. It's a Bane's Life on all social media. Um, we'll definitely put a link to Twitch. Um, we'll also, you know, Osei, I'm sure you will tell people where to find you as well shortly. Yeah. And my other page is Mose Issy, which will shortly be changing to a different name. So follow me and you will see that. If you want self-love coaching, um, DM me on my Mose Issy page. Um, there is a sliding scale for the prices. Yes, people, I do pay. You do need to pay me because I'm qualified and I'm not doing it for free. I don't have time to be wasting saliva. As so, you should. Exactly. So it's Mose Issy on instagram and twitter you follow me and there's a new website coming out a new youtube channel coming out we're going all out so follow uh, for more information so excited, yeah. so excited. <laughs> um so i have two quotes for you my okay. two quotes are both funnily enough from the same franchise um they're both from the marvel universe but specifically from characters related to black panther Mm -hmm. um which we all love Black Panther was incredible um so the first quote is from Eric Killmonger um okay. who if you've seen Black Panther is the yeah. the like the guy who's burning it all down um, yeah and he's like the quote goes I'm I hope you're ready bro because I'm just getting started and I think that's a really incredible quote to live life by for everybody yeah like life is always just getting started no matter how old or how young or yeah anything like life can always be a new beginning you just have to decide to do something different um and then the second one is from one of the Dora Milaje in um the Falcon and the Winter Soldier which is um a, another thing that they've been in but mm. I love it because they're female bodyguards um for the king of of Wakanda and they 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 live by the motto of move or you will be moved and Thank I think you. that that is the best way for me to describe my mentality yeah. in the world is I I'm coming through so move or you yeah, will be moved step aside or I'm I'm gonna mash you like <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yeah they, they're my two quotes for for people live by those um definitely really good quotes for for motivation and stuff um as for myself you can find me on instagram at osay underscore john 96 um or on facebook at osay ian j johnson i don't post on any of them much because i'm really bad at social media um <laughs> And eventually I will also have a Twitch because I want to start streaming and having conversations like these, but more regularly. Um, so yeah, hopefully soon enough, you can find me there as well. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been absolutely, we've been meaning to do this for time and it's finally <laughs> here. And I'm Thank glad. you for having me. It's been great. Oh, I've no. loved it. <laughs> but this is just the beginning. We're going to do more podcast episodes together we're going to be on more things together like I said you know there's plays and stuff and directing and I know that we're just gonna mesh and all meet the time and <laughs> yeah. do do what do what we've been doing so conquer the world or you will be moved because we're, we're coming not here to play exactly <laughs> exactly 
but yeah it's been absolutely amazing and thanks to everyone who's been listening if you follow on all the platforms leave a review on apple Podcasts, please that would be great and yeah just do the things that you know you need to do let's let's big each other up from now on big ups l for having these conversations and making <laughs> this podcast you're incredible um and the podcast is great so yeah Definitely you heard it through the grapevine you heard it here first it's a bames life mostly easy with the knowledge better take time man or woman it don't matter over these sides black or brown it don't matter over these sides conversations always popping over these sides where's your peace signs where's your white wine don't stress don't worry about those deadlines because you've heard it through the grapevine you heard it here first, it's a BAME's life. You heard it through the grapevine. You heard it here first, it's a BAME's life.